Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 2nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing well. I got, a, I got a sleeping baby in the small hotel room, so I'm trying to keep it down tonight. <laughs> Can't be screaming. That is the kind of professional sort of... Setting, audio recording, equipment, studios. My, my kid just walked in as we were about to record. My eight-year-old just walked in, wandered in looking for his mother. Had to run downstairs. You know, he's not asleep. It's 10, 15. You know, a spring break. They think they could just stay up. You got a baby. You can't be shouting. This is, this. you know, we're still making the podcast, though. Just understand we're not in some fancy studio or anything like that. We at least have mic stands now, but that's about it. Uh, all right. We have a bunch of business to clean up here. I've been slacking off big time. Well, actually, first of all, I was going to do Masters Facts of the Day. But next week is the Masters. We have a little bit of a tease, a little bit of something we're going to do for that. For Bixby subscribers, we are not going this year. Limited credentials, limit, no fan, limited patrons, whatever it is. You know, uh, when, we're not vaccinated. The first thing that gets cut is idiots like us. We're not vaccinated. We're not going. There's going to be no in-person Bixby House, but we are going to be doing a virtual Bixby House of sorts with uh, all the subscribers, if they so choose. Maybe none of the subscribers choose to hang out, but the actual Bixby boys, Miles, some of the uh, the coffee connoisseurs, the makers will, will join it. They may be featured. Uh, we're going to do it Friday, next Friday during the second round of Masters coverage, Friday afternoon, happy hour, so to speak. It will be on like, a Zoom type thing. Is that what you're saying? What you what you would I don't know. Analogize I don't know. I it to? Yeah, we got to work out the technical. You really can't overpromise on this. Press on 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 me trying to figure out some technical aspects of this. I think it's going to definitely be a project. We're going to have to get our best man on it. There's no doubt. We're going to talk. It. We're going to talk as the broadcast goes. You know, second round broadcast is going on. So next Friday afternoon, if you are a subscriber to the Shotgun Start Blend or the Westy Island Blend. We will have your email. We will email you this link. You can come hang out. We will talk. We'll chat. I think you can join by video and ask questions and yeah. BS and Live call it whatever you want. Yeah, if whatever you want. So that will be Friday during Masters uh, second round coverage. You got to subscribe though, or else you won't get the email. Um, all right, cleaning up some Masters facts of the day. I haven't done it in like three or four three or four episodes. So let's do a few. This is what we got Bam and Bearcat. On. Yeah, absolutely. Because I got to clean up. Bama Bearcat. Ray's Creek demonstrates a peculiar optical illusion of the Augusta property. When viewed from 12T, it actually flows from right to left, not down the hill from 11. It is sort of a, an optical illusion there. Another master's fact of the day. This is from inside, inside the walls and led to believe. It's on Augusta National letterhead stationary. This is your pimento cheese sandwich recipe. We're now a food show. If you want to do this next week, this is, this is allegedly how they do it at Augusta National from a source. One and a half pounds shredded cheese. One cup shredded Parmesan cheese. Two tablespoons Tabasco. Half Wait, cup cream cheese? cheese. One and a half pounds shredded cheddar. Cheddar. Half, one I cup think you didn't, you didn't shredded, say cheddar. Oh, I didn't say that. So one and a half shredded cheddar, one cup shredded Parmesan, two tablespoons Tabasco, half cup cream cheese, half cup mayonnaise. It's not, I don't know if I like how the sausage is made on this. Uh, one cup diced <laughs> pimentos. I'm less and less interested. One cup diced pimentos, drain the reserve juice, and salt and pepper to taste. Method, add all the ingredients to a Vitamix, a robot coop, 
whatever that is, and combine till smooth. If it is not spreadable, add some of the pimento juice that you drained till it is. There you go. That's a master's fact of the day. That's how they make their pimento cheese, allegedly. Allegedly. One more fact. We're going to keep get, it rolling you here. get shot out of your house with it by releasing that. Why? What do you mean? You know, who knows? That might get aggregated. This, this is the Augusta National. I, I could see that happening tomorrow. Another master's fact from, in, uh, from friend of the program. Chip Hunter, who's been going to the Masters, you know, off and on for many, many years, tells some great stories. Um, <clears throat> so, it's said it's between somewhere between his 18 and 21st different Masters. He talks about uh, since his first when he went with caddies would shag the balls for their players, and they said it was awesome. He would just stand there. Um, it was mesmerizing. They would catch the ball in a towel on the first bounce, like all of them, all the time at the Masters. They never appeared to move much to feel the ball and communicated with hand signals to move back for longer clubs. He said it was so cool just to watch them all catch it with towels off the bounce. Don't tell the dead boys that, though. That's, that's not... These guys can't... Never move much to feel it. <laughs> So there are three three master's facts of the day to start. I think we were derelict and behind. A couple other things. I got to apologize. I neglected in schedule for the week to are you apologizing uh, note that- to Lou Turner. No. No, what's there to apologize to Lou? Lou Turner had another video. Not only have I cut, I've popped him because I allegedly had an anti-local news take. I've allegedly, popped him now for you, you had an anti-local news take. It wasn't, it was alleged. not. Man there's on the street interview was the issue. There's no, no, there's nothing alleged about it. You were vehemently opposed to me watching local news. It was an attack on me as well as local news. And I guess I attacked the University of South Carolina because I said they're not the real USC, nor are they the real Carolina. But I love South Carolina as a state. I love, I'm a great admirer of the university. I would greatly love to go to a game in Columbia. I, I have nothing to bad to say about the state or the university. Just I don't think they can claim, you know, ownership of USC or Carolina. That's all. So I mean, he's popping me. But my apologies for I forgot to, I neglected to mention the Corn Ferry Tour event, the Emerald Coast Classic, and our schedule for the week. I should have done that. And I, we we're great, you know, supporters of the Corn Ferry Tour, and we just I didn't bring it up. What a Emerald place Coast for Classic them to have to go during like the prime spring break week. They'd send them to Destin, Florida, a prime <laughs> spring break location. Like where isn't are these that guys called staying? the Redneck Riviera? Don't they call that the Redneck Riviera? I don't know. Destin? I feel like that's where they, they do the SEC media de- days and stuff. I'm Googling it right now. It's uh, I was like, this is this is a troll. People are mad about it on TripAdvisor. People are getting just killed at this place. I've oh, yeah. There's so like many a, high scores. Like the cut line is going to be plus two or something which is crazy for the corn ferry tour there were a bunch of guys in the 80s um redneck riviera is the whole panhandle all including Destin. it's been around since 1970 and probably much longer uh yeah so i think they just decided to name it redneck riviera sometimes but yeah san Destin. anyways let's start with the real event of the week was it anwa or na what did you put event of the week as anwa okay well, Anwa is farther along in their event. They have made their cut. They have 30 women moving on to Saturday's round at Augusta National, 81. Hey, you want to hear something what? good? These results what? matter because they aren't going to be irrelevant tomorrow. Maybe that's no. why they have the day break is for our podcast. For their podcast? For one, one day. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh I'm fairly certain you brought this up last year, but that they can't just have ties and top 30 get in is a little, yeah. like, what is it, an extra, like, 20 divots or something they'd be worried about? Like, I don't know. I, that they got to do this, like, five for one. I think last year it was 11 for 10 spots. It just feels a little bit much. I know they want a clean, nice tee you sheet of 30 women on Saturday, but... 
It, it feels Whatever. almost a little cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, feels like, it Champions, feels like, I don't know. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Champions Retreat kicked their ass this week. It was an ass kicker. Uh, it was windy. It was like Today very was cold, at least on Thursday. Um, only two players are under par. Rose Jane, the number one uh, amateur in the world, and uh, the Swede, Ingrid Lindblad. Uh, I think four, five Swedes made it. So there's only two women under par as they go to Augusta, and Rose Rose leads. She's kind of unsurprising. She was just in the Honda Symmetra Tour event, I want to say. Obviously won the women's amateur last summer. How um, sad are you that uh, your girl didn't make it? My girl. I'm an um, impartial, unbiased journalist. I simply wrote an article on Amari Avery. I didn't, I'm not sad. I, she had a double bogey late on 16 to plummet onto the into the playoffs. She was comfortably in, but you know, whatever. I'm an unbiased, impartial journalist. I wasn't rooting her on. It would have been great to see her play Augusta, though. Uh, any reaction to Anwa? Other than, I mean, three of the greens, I guess, were replaced, and they were talking about it over the summer, and they were talking about how they were, like, played very differently from all the other ones. They were much firmer. Um, I don't know. It, it sounded hard. Yeah, it sounded hard. So I've played Champions Retreat. I was talking to a fellow sports writer, they have the people out there. He's, he's like, I was telling him how it was so hard for all these women. They were getting crushed. He's like, oh, they should have just asked me about, you know, how to play. Just get extremely hammered the night before and wake up shaking the cobwebs off and shoot, you know, 95. No, it's, no, it's, it's good, hard. Never it's, a good recipe for, for tournament golf. You get the shakes on the, on the green. It's just not, not fun. <laughs> yeah, they would host a bunch of on over sports writers the Monday after the Masters. Um, but no, the... It, it it was a challenge through the first 30 What was your holes. favorite shot you saw the last two days? I mean, <laughs> I only watched the playoff. I watched the whole playoff. I say I will say that. Um, I liked Amari Avery nuking one down the middle of the fairway. She was 30 yards past everybody else and then hit a poor white shot. Uh, I don't know. There, there was, I watched the playoff. That's it. I have nothing else to react to. Yeah, in there's terms nothing of to react to because there's nothing to watch. I was bummed okay. out. I was Sa- bummed out on Kate Smith. I liked her. I liked the story. Yeah, she plays at Nebraska. She was a, she was the first round leader and uh, or thereabouts. Maybe not the first round leader. She was the first. I think day she was the, after the first day. She hadn't finished her round. Oh, that's so right. she was the that's leader right. after that's the first day, but um, and she she ended up missing the cut on the number. She. She seems cool. She's a big, uh, big fan of the Get a Grip podcast. I learned, oh, and uh, and then she redesigns logos in her in her free time. I so, saw that. Kind of cool. The fried egg shirt, though, very cool. So, all right, that's leading into Saturday. That is absolutely. I was, hope, I was hoping I, that was going to become the uh, as as Garrett put the the Frank Strafacci of this tournament. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get something like that. Uh, I'm, I, just, I think they're still surfacing it. They'll find the story to hammer on maybe Rose, maybe Lindblad. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, that is must watch, must watch Saturday. Such cool kind of compact three hours. Some I wish it were it earlier. Super Saturday. Well, they tee off at 1020 and TV doesn't come on until noon. I would love to see these women play the front nine. Is this a nod to the original Masters tradition of not being able to really see the front nine? I, I know they're only Did an they hour only 20. They may be only through the third hole, given though some of these pace issues. They may, may only miss three holes if it's they teed off an hour 40. In the original TV, Masters, but. did they only allow 30 people to play the last day? <laughs> it exactly. could have been very 30. limited like that. It could have been small. It could have been. So, um, anyways, that'll be your Saturday watch. Elsewhere, you have anything else you want to add? I, I, well, on a, the one animal? other thing is that they're only like eight shots back. They could feasibly, feasibly win. Probably not, not likely at all. But you know, the people that got cut were only eight shots back. You know, right? Right. It's not like they were fifteen behind. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. Um, all right. They should. 
there should be coverage of it. You, you know, you can watch like Colonial Athletic Volleyball. This is my point. You can stream anything these days. And, you know, then it becomes complicated because you got these cruise ships of a company, media companies that like have to figure it out when all you need is like a phone and streaming is not hard, but then there's the battle over rights for it and they just overcomplicate things. So anyways, there should have been, should have been televised, whatever. Um, all right. At the A&A inspiration, uh, at the Mission Hills, we have Patty I'm not going to. I was looking. For, I was looking forward to this moment. Patty Tavata, Patty Tavatanikit. Um, yeah, I think leads. Did that she well. shot a, I think so too. Uh, she leads. She shot a 66, six under. Comes in late to clip Shanshan Fen and Leona McGuire, who were five under. I love the interview with Fane. She hasn't yes. played since the end of 2019, the CME. I, I, so the concluding say, she event. She hasn't been around at all. Yeah. First start in, you know, a year and a half on the LPGA. She just talks about, ah, it's been pretty boring back home. I wake up, eat breakfast, then think about what I want to have for lunch, then have lunch, then think about what I want to have for dinner, and then have dinner. I, I, I mean, I'm sure she's practicing a little bit in between, but it was a very relatable quote to what this quarantine life has been like for the last year for many people. So, And then she just comes right out and shoots 67. Like, has it hasn't been there and since... You know, whatever that would be, November 2019, and boom, 67. So, um, they're moving the tee up. Yeah, Did I you see that? It. 18. Kind of a bummer. How far up is yeah. the question? That's, yeah, that's the other issue. How far up? You know, Flashback Friday, sneak peek, is all on the Dinosaur ANA inspiration. Wow. And I read like, five, six gamers on it from the earliest editions. And they talked about how hard 18 was every article on, you know, it's 1972, 1983 about how 18 is just a killer. Um, and now they're just trying to take teeth out of it. They're going to take the wall down, but they want to move the T up. So I, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I'll, I'll, other notable thing happenings. Michelle Wee West, hot out of the gates. I think it was her first round of breaking par in like two plus years. Of course, she's been injured. She birdied her first three holes, shot a 70. She's T16. Fantastic. That's amazing. An amazing start. Incredible. Yeah. Like this. Go ahead. Maybe she'll be, be the first American to win in a, a couple of years. You know how amazing that would be if she won? I mean, it's already up there with like the Annika making the cut earlier, just kind of coming back. Uh, you know, Michelle Wee has not been on tour, been really injured, so it's pretty cool. Jennifer Cup show is top ten. You know, that's the other thing. Yeah, married, had a baby. Jessica Corda top ten. There's some, there's some Americans who could throw their, throw their hat in the ring. Jutana Garden sisters are both T four. So none of this matters once you listen to this, but it's good prime time golf on friday do you have any other ana reaction i didn't watch a ton today i was i didn't watch golf i was kind of out out and about but i'm i'm excited yeah. to watch it this weekend yep yep um all right at valero we have camilo vajegas leads uh good good start for camilo who just lost his major, major medical he shot yeah, a 64 eight under additional but it's yeah, great to see him right. playing well. I mean, he'll get a decent amount of starts because of that conditional. Sun Kane, Cameron Tringali are two back. Jordan Spieth shot a 67, five under, along with Hideki. And soon you'll know who I think has to be on. He's got some sort of special exemption. He was, yeah, I don't know what his status is, but it's sketchy. Uh, Spieth shot a 67 early, said he played like crap, didn't feel good at all. Uh, a lot of people are entertained by this. I don't have much to add. He seems ready to go, you know, when yeah. it doesn't feel good and you're shooting 67 on a course that might I might pop be taking him don't. next week, you know? Kind of believe I think it. a lot I of people. believe in his faith right now. I think he's down to, like, the favorite. I think he might be. Um, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What would you put the odds of Kevin Stadler earning his way into the master's field. 
Like one in a million? He's he's right there, T seven. T Ted, three under. Yeah, I heard I heard Baby on, the telecast, on the telecast he's uh reworking a swing, getting a little bit of stack and tilt in it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's twenty twenty one. Steven Charlie Hennis. Lee. <laughs> plumber. Uh yeah, I didn't I didn't hear that. I saw Stephen Hesse tweet alluding to that. You know, they're talking about reborn by the stack and tilt. I don't know. I mean, he's had a lot of starts on whatever he's on, I major have, what, medical. How many starts does he I feel like we've been talking about his major medical for three years. And he's never come close to being near the first page of a leaderboard, as far as I can recall, but. Maybe he's found something in the in Texas in, San, in the Oaks course. So, uh, one person who you probably aren't thinking about next week, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah. I knew it. He, he stinks now. He's not good. He's T one thirty nine. Links in large part to that ten. Well, ahead of Sam Bennett, I think that's the kid, the amateur. Sean O'Hare and uh, Patrick Grimes, whose work. I'm unfamiliar with maybe another amateur. Um, so the yeah, grime Phil dog. just, that's terrible. Phil just got it. No, it's like the crime dog. Like, I, uh, Fred I, yeah, I got it. I got it the first time. You didn't need further elaboration. Um, Phil just sort of punts on the entire tournament. His last hole, he's whiffing it. He's against the wall. He's hitting it in the water. It rolls back in the water. He takes a drop. He makes a 10 on a par. It kind of uh, looked like he was five. purposely doing it at one point. I, with, well, he's up against a rock. He's just going to break his wrist. Well, he just is hitting what, it against it. It's just... Just take like a drop said, from the start. I, I think Phil might be near the end. I just think motivationally. Uh, not talent. You know, you can still probably compete on a you know week every now and then. But I think like... This can't be fun anymore. There's no energizing factor of like comp- con- a contention that you know it has to start to get tiring doing all these plodding around. Um, what else? Oh, Tringali triggered my brain, triggered my memory. Cameron, there was allegedly a line. Odds makers, points bet. Uh, not our official partner, but uh, you know, uh, Will Gray is a friend of the program. Sent us. That points bet had a low Cameron, uh, some sort of prop or odds. I don't know. But the Cameron zone is now official. It can be wagered on. And low Cameron right now is absolutely Tringali. He's T2. Well, how many other Camerons are there? There's four. Tringali, Davis, Percy, and Champ. So not all of them, but, but a in, good who's representative. Who's Champ. Oh, Champ. man. It's too bad to see that John Peterson won't be around this weekend. What did caddying for Colleen? Uh, yeah, T134. Next to JJ Spawn. JJ Colleen and JJ Spawn are. The JJ zone the is JJ not zone. the place you want to be. Legitimate zone right there. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and then what else at Falero? Ricky did not play well. I'm not here to do a drive by shooting or Ricky, but he's, you know, his last chance and he shot a 76. He's T110. Is so, he in the, but in still, the US Open? Is he in the PGA? Well, that could get dicey. Because <laughs> PGA does PGA makes sure they rig it so every top 100 player gets an invite, at least. An he invitation. might not be in the top 100. But he might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think what other exemptions you I can see have. him getting a special exemption from the USGA. What? He's a special guy. He's a special guy. What brand partners could he be in bed with? Lexus? He's not in bed Rolex. with Lexus. Rolex, maybe. Yeah, that could happen. I'm sure there's I some can see sort him. of brand maybe, maybe he'll get involved with a, a Cisco brand activation, you know, fan experience. <laughs> that's great. Pretty good. Uh, all right, that's all hey, I got I on where we I are. I got some we- story time. Okay. A little scoop. A scoop. I love story. 
I love story time. What's up? Allegedly. Allegedly. This is because good. of because no clothing brand wants Patrick Reed <laughs> wearing their clothes. Justine online shops for Patrick's clothes. Uh, G4, right? I mean, this is where he's getting all his G4 stuff. G4 do we even want to do an advertisement? Galvin the- Green or Gavin Green, whatever the, the brand that's not the player. The Europe one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's wearing, the wearing Mal- that. I think he's a Malaysian player, Gavin Green or Galvin. I don't know which one. But yeah, he's from down under. He's from Asia Pacific, somewhere there. Okay. You know, just like the Wear Titleist that. hat, you know, he... He's buying his, so Justine buys the shirts, then she goes and gets his logos stitched onto the shirts. She buys them online, just like us. Do we want to say, is it like golflocker, mygolflocker.com, where that guy, Bart, whatever? I cannot confirm where she's buying them. I I am aware, that she is buying them online. Then getting them embroidered. He's a top 10 player in the world. And he has to buy his clothes online. Truly amazing stuff. And then they go and get him embroidered. Then it's in the game. (laughs) You know, I was looking at him the other day and they were doing an interview with him. I guess it must have been last week. And he was there in his big Titleist hat and it had the FootJoy logo on the side of it. And I was like, well, FootJoy sponsor, FootJoy does shoes. And, you know, he's doing G4, which does shoes. It's like all these conflicts because he's just cobbling everything together off the rack, right? I mean, and none of it's actual, they're actual endorsers. Titleist is a ball, he has a ball agreement with them, maybe. To, but Maybe. not like an, a public-facing <laughs> endorsement deal or something. Uh, so the hat is just a throw-in for them. It, clearly, it was clearly purchased at like a pro shop because it had like the pre-made FJ thing on it. Just kind of unbelievable. So that's good scoop. It's good story. Utterly time. unbelievable. All right, that does it for results. Does it for story time. Quick news. Hey, did you see that rookie on the LPGA? You'll leave me know. I don't know if she's a rookie. Nah, I think she's a rookie. Got fined $10,000 for slow play. I did. She, she, lost mo- she lost money on the event, which is incredible. Shouldn't be playing slow. There's one way. It's, a, it's one way to avoid losing money on a weekly basis. Play faster. Just like play so, better slogan, play faster. I have no sympathy. No sympathy whatsoever. Seems like I people were having get, sympathy. On I think the, she should online. get fined and popped with with penalty shots. That's why I think needs to start happening. Hit them in the pocketbook and in the in the scorecard in the scorebook. All right. Okay. There seemed to be a lot of sympathy online, but the the do you think a scorecard and a scorecard holder should be called the scorebook? Because then it becomes a book and a holder, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. No, no. Because in baseball, the scorebook is like at the. Yeah, I was gonna say it's at the it's at the table at basketball where you check in. That's the scorebook. That and or or baseball. Yeah, sure. That's a book. But a a a scorecard and a book and a score card holder becomes more book like. No, it's just a card and a card holder. That's all. That's just getting. Now you're you're playing with, you know, fake life. You know, imaginary words have no meaning if you start saying that. Um, all right, other news. Masters Club dinner, Champions dinner menu is out. To great fanfare and great reaction. Great. I didn't look at this. Breathless yet, reaction. And I'm really excited to hear what's on the menu. Is that true? Are you really this excited? Is true. No? I have not. Is it sandwiches? No. Appetizer, pigs in a blanket Wonderful. and lobster corn lobster and corn fritters. Sounds delicious. Yeah, you're, pigs in a blanket. First course, house salad or Caesar salad. 
Family-style sides are mashed potatoes and spring vegetables. The main course is filet mignon and uh, sea bass. And then, so it's pretty standard. It's a good, good meal. Dessert is peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream. DJ's got to be careful. He's got to watch out for the mercury content in that sea bass. You're not supposed oh, to have God. much Get sea bass on a, on a monthly basis. Maybe two servings per, per month. High, merc- high mercury. We are a food podcast right now. Thank you for that PSA. I appreciate that. I don't have much reaction. It's fine. Fine dinner. It's good content. I like I, how he had the graphic open, made up. Social media of, graphic. Preempting really? the Tuesday tradition. Oh, yeah. He had like an official letterhead kind of From the desk stationary. of Dustin Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you think he has a desk? I, somebody on the social media team made it for him, clearly. I was surprised by that. Augusta usually likes to announce that next week, but he did it in formal, formal fashion. Oh, he tweeted um, almost as good as the sandwiches. There you go. Yeah. Uh, other news. Brooksy got engaged, which I maintain was announced as a catnip gamesmanship to one-up Dustin's, the, the hysteria over Dustin's menu. Brooksy clearly doesn't like DJ. Didn't like him seeing getting all the shine from it his seems menu. Seems like you're kind of pulling at straws here. Not at all. I'm going to announce this I got engaged. Reach. No, it's not. They got engaged allegedly March 3rd. Why you wait till now? I think they were pissed. There's all the cat. Look at all this catnip. Look at all this aggregation his menu's getting. All right, we're going to say we're engaged. We'll wonder, announce it now. I wonder if any of the journalists that are buddy-buddy with Brooksy are offended that he, he didn't inform them. That's true. Well, he might have. He might have. Might have been off record. Who knows? He very well might have. Uh, looks like he's just posted up in California. Shackelford's writing about how he's seen at Rancho and different places. So, um, And then what else do we have? Oh, the Tiger Report, which seems not great. I don't know. The police now know what caused the crash, but they refused to share it due to privacy of the driver, privacy concerns for the driver, which... Ask it around. A lot of journalists, not me, I'm not a journalist, said they've never heard this really before or yeah. seen before. Where the police, we know what it is, but we're not going to tell you for privacy concerns. Um, I don't know if that's, that leads to more kind of har- harmful speculation on what it might be or if it is protective in a way of Tiger. But it's odd. It's certainly an odd maneuver. So it's very odd. Just That's makes you more news. curious. That's what I'd rather not hear anything. Right. Right. I don't know, uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. So anything else before we get into precision pro flashback Friday? I got nothing else. Okay, good. You got a good Pat Reed story. Thank you for that contribution. I hope I didn't offend anyone. I hope I didn't Lou Turner. I didn't upset him in any way. Some other comment I might have made. Um, we'll have to get into more. People are alleging me for hating down, things. Doubling down on on your hatred for USC. That's probably Not at all. You the fake saying, USC? No, the real USC. University of Southern California or Southern South Carolina. There you go. <laughs> I just got pellied. Rolls right off the tongue. University of South Carolina. All right. Here's our precision pro. University of Southern Carolina. That would be interesting. Do you think that exists? No, probably not. Probably not. Well, it's like that famous TikTok where the kid is like kind of, you know, drunk pondering things in the bar and John Denver's on Take Me Home, Country Roads. He goes, the sun is really not, is not about the state of West Virginia. It's about the western part of Virginia. Right? Really? Like, it could be ambiguous. No, I don't think that's, that's not the case. But he's, this is, this, this sun is not actually about West Virginia. He's trying to argue it. It's about the, the western part of the state of Virginia. That's pretty. West Virginia. 
It's so dumb, but it gets me every time. That Shan- um, Shenandoah River is in the western part of Virginia, also, right? Yeah, Shenandoah. The, yeah, mountains. Are yeah. the are the yeah. Blue Ridge Mountains in the western part of Virginia? I'm too? sure. Yeah, they got to creep in there. I'm sure. So I think this is uh, legitimate. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, we people are asking for rulings on Oklahoma. Is that the Midwest? What part of the country is that? I don't that? even know. Isn't it the Great Plains? Yeah, Midwest, I think, is Great Lakes to me. you got to kind of be up and around. Yeah, but Lakes. if you go Midwest, technically, if you go Midwest, you might Texas might get lumped in. Yeah. Texas, Texas isn't part is of the not South. Midwest. Right. Is it? I No, I, Oklahoma might just be its own region. Kind of, I don't know what, Central. Plains, it's it's pretty like close that. to the northwest. It's not close to the northwest at all. I mean, not, not in the slightest. If it's close to Colorado. Colorado's not the northwest. What's that? Are you arguing? I mean, that's the Rockies. That's the mountains, mountain region. That, that gets know. connected. That's all connected. Colorado's more southwest than PNW. Absolutely, I, I, that has to be the case. I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I could hear arguments otherwise. Anyways, let's move on. Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Uh, thanks to Precision Pro, come in, sponsor the full year. Shotgun Twenty gets you twenty dollars off your NX Nine Slope, which is the device we'd recommend you purchase. As we come out of the spring doldrums, man, we got popped today with the fake spring blast, snowing in Indiana. My folks got six inches in Cleveland. It was like 30-degree wind chill here in Maryland. Just a blast. Fake spring got hit. But warmer days are ahead. Golf is ahead. You know, you better stock up. Get your Precision Pro, your NX9 slope right now so you're ready to go. Your bag is fully equipped when the season begins, if it's not already. Um, We talked about the pro in Montana who called in to Eric. It's a great you know, satisfaction, customer service satisfaction, switched its business over. I guess talking about that last week led to another pro switching his shop over to Precision Pro. We probably don't want to name names, but said he's been very disappointed with the current supplier, right? The customer service had been a nightmare, no response or slow response. So that's it. He went in, he called Eric, and they switched his his shop. Eric's always available. A nice and prominent, a, a fun club, great club. So there, that's Eric. Eric's taking care of uh, the shotgunners out there. I'll tell so, you, uh, well, the rangefinder works wonderfully. I've got a couple months under it. It does everything you want it to do. It gives you the yardage. Doesn't give you wrong yardage. It's hard. You know, one of my beefs with most rangefinders sometimes I overshoot stuff. I shoot trees in the background, and without knowing, I hit it thirty yards over the green. And I'm like, how did that happen? And I realize, oh. <laughs> I shot the trees behind it. It doesn't happen a lot with this one. Okay, good. Fantastic. Uh, and by the way, they're also sponsoring a year of Flashback Friday. So there you go. Support them for that. Uh, this week's Flashback Friday, so many directions to go with the ANA inspiration. Formerly, you know, the Craft Nabisco Dinosaur, formerly the Col- Colgate Dinosaur Winter Circle. I'm going back. To the origin, the original, the origin story of this event. I thought it was pretty cool. This is now the 50th year of this event. Uh, wasn't always wasn't always a major. Uh, so I read a lot of gamers from that first kind of decade. This is from 1972. Um, its first year was not yet a major, but immediately became the biggest purse. It's Bert, uh, Barry McDermott in Sports Illustrated. It's got a big name in its title, $110,000 purse, thanks to Dishpan's Dishpan hands and tooth decay. So that's Colgate. Uh, Colgate Palmolive was the big money make, money booster for this. Palm Springs Sunshine and Burt Reynolds, the Cosmopolitan centerfold pinup as its honorary king. Um, so Jane Blaylock won. And she won 1972. She was wearing a back brace because her back was killing her. She was wearing this white back brace. She birdied three holes in the back nine on Sunday, strapped into a white back brace that gave her the appearance of a karate champion. And that won her a $20,000 
first place check, the largest ever for the Ladies Professional Golf Association at that time in 1972. She missed only two greens the entire tournament. Holy said the back brace kept her from swinging too hard. She lacked some vertebrae, and she gulped pills all week to ease the pain. So this was like, is this what's going to become the new way to swing it? Like a back brace that keeps you from swinging too hard. They thought that might become like a fad. Um, but here's the, the original. This was the first year. One word all week kept popping up at Mission Hills. Breakthrough. It was a breakthrough when Colgate put up 110 grand, invited tournament champions from the last 10 years, and anyone who had finished third or better in the last three seasons. It was a breakthrough for the company that packaged another 10 grand for a two-day, no-entry-fee, pro-celebrity executive fan amateur. So anybody Probably. could join. I, I'll... Yeah, there's some specifics I'll get to later about that. There's a breakthrough that Dinah could take time off from the aforementioned Burt Reynolds to promote the tournament. There's a breakthrough that some girls would make more in royalties from Colgate television commercials than they earned nerving in three-foot putts. It was a breakthrough that a national television audience watched on Saturday and Sunday. Everyone, Everywhere at one turn, there were breakthroughs. So let's get a little bit to the Colgate's origin here. Colgate used the tournament as the same way they would employ a, t- employ a 10 cent off sale. Besides the TV spots, the girls gave talks at company sales meetings, 20 million leaflets boosting the tournament deluged occupant box holders and Colgate reserved the television time. So then they invited all they these like... into 20 million mailboxes. Yeah, there's another one when Nabisco took over. I think I want to say... They put on like they put out seven hundred million coupons. Does that does that does that sound impossible? So they just the the yeah seven hundred million supermarket coupons when Nabisco took over. So the brands have like the they've really always put a huge push behind this this first decade, and for that reason, it's come to me. I saw Michelle Wee talking about it today. Like this means so much to our tour. Um, so Colgate comes in big. It was uh, the result of this guy, David Foster, who was the CEO. Um, I think we're going to get more of a return out of this than we would have from a regular promotion. Foster was also an avid golfer. I've never known a group of people like these women. They're not prima donnas. They're terribly natural. There's nothing too much for them to do. I think they're terrific. McDermott again. While the male chauvinist golfers have a large staff to handle details, only Erickson, I think it was Bud Erickson at that time, was the uh, commissioner, and his assistant, Gene McAuliffe, are administrators. So they have two people, basically, running the LPGA or, or administrating the LPGA. The women make their own pairings, keep their own stats, make their own rules judgments, and occasionally make contacts for future tournaments. They also have a rigid system of automatic fines for everything from failing to attend the pro-am cocktail party to unsportsman woman-like conduct. So there's two people on the like executives, and then everything else is like the women do it, doing it. A little bit on the course, which I know you love, Mission Hills. Golf architect Desmond Muirhead had a million yards of a million yards of dirt moved to build the course, constructing four lakes. And a generous amount of rolling fairways and greens in the process. It played to 6,300 yards, this first one. And the final 570 were the most treacherous, that 18th hole, setting up the prospects for an exciting finish. It has water. You know, this was pre-Desmond Muirhead getting really into shapes and stuff. This first one in 72, they said it hadn't rained. It rained once in the 14 months before the event. But they talked about all the water they could dump on it through the irrigation system. So, <laughs> in the desert, Desmond Muirhead's like built like animal shapes and like you know the jaws. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. greens like that are. Yeah, yeah. He got like really like psychedelic on on his bunkers later later in life. Oh, okay. So that was the first one. 1972, Jane Blaylock wins 20 grand. This Colgate just comes in huge. Here's more. 1974, it's got a couple years in and it's lasting. Joanne Prentice won with a sudden death playoff to win $32,000. So the person already, the winner's purse already grown by 12, 12 grand. Um, all told, she won more than, she earned more than Dinah Shore, just about anyone in the world last week. She was queen for the day. Um, she's 41. 
and on tour since 57. So this is now 74. None of those years did she come close to making the 32 grand she picked up on that single afternoon. So never touched that in a year, in one, one afternoon. That's unbelievable. More on the, where the tour was at this time. This was 74. Now we're a couple of years into the dinosaur. It's Colgate. For years, the women's tour wandered around somewhere out there in Waco or Muskegee. The girls pitching and putting for caddy fees and half-hearted applause, actors without an audience, grilling hamburgers out in back of the motel and trying to figure the best route from Mississippi to Maine, six in a car for a 36-hour drive. They played golf courses that were not good. I won't leave the language out. Um, Patty Burke. It wasn't too bad playing the courses with rubber mats for tees because they usually had nice greens. The greenskeepers never had to spend time mowing the tees. Unbelievable. Hitting off ro- ro- rubber mats. Um, in 1948, Patty was one of the founders. And for years, the girls' odyssey qualified them little more as the equivalent of golf's mailmen. Through all kinds of weather, they made their appointed rounds, but no one noticed. <clears throat> um, he talks about everyone who, from the winning the U.S. Women's Open to like winning five, six tournaments events would still qualify for food stamps. In 1970, Kathy Whitworth uh, was the leading money winner with 30 grand. The tour's best player, Mickey Wright, was so bored she decided to quit and take a correspondence course in finance. The 1974 Carol Mann, now the president of the LPGA, told the press that she was so destitute early in her career that she talked to several other girls about some unathletic ways to supplement their incomes. I was broken, desperate, and too proud to go home a failure. So then comes in this David Foster, president of Colgate. He was a precise, proper man who started with Colgate 27 years ago, so the 50s, as a $60 a week trainee, and now he earns 225 grand as CEO. But he's a golf fan. So 1971, he staged this 100 grand women's tournament. Uh, he was, knew he was crawling out on a corporate limb. He said when, he heard, when the 10 guys who were behind him in line to be CEO heard about it, they, were, they went home to their wives chuckling, calling it Foster's Folly saying that they should be ready to address them as the new CEO when he decided to throw, you know, a hundred grand at this uh, women's golf tournament. It worked out, but it didn't work out that way. Half of what he made. Yeah, right. The tournament's television ratings, this is early 70s, were in the top 10 for all golf events, men's or women's. What? And winners, yeah, 1973, 74. And winner's circle fits nicely with a $6 billion promotional campaign that has everyone from Dinah to Arnold Palmer huckstering for it. So all these women became like the face of Colgate's, not just this tournament, but like their year-round marketing you know what, arm. You know what that would, what we'd call that today? What's that? A quality, activation? successful activation. Yeah. So here's more of it. Best of all, the Winner's Circle, which is what it was called then, the Colgate Palmolive Winner's Circle, has been the catalyst for the rest of the tour. So that year, they were paying for $1.8 million in Japan, Mexico, England, Australia, and Canada, as well as the U.S. There were four $100,000 events. Kathy Whitworth had won eighty five grand in 73. Uh, the 30th girl on the money list earned 21000 21, The tour has become a genuine source of income instead of a nice place to get a tan. Um, a farmer's tan. <laughs> a golf tan. So this 74, again, it's not just like Foster and his money, but it's becoming a real sort of sense of pride and how they're building this tour. More than anything, last week's event was a tournament of the women, by the women, and for the women. A perfect balm for dishpan psyches. Besides the golfers and Dinah Shore, five other women were vital in staging the event. Tina Santi, the deputy director of Colgate, Ellie Rieger and Barbara Foltz, who worked with ABC Television, and pro golfers and TV commentators Marilyn Smith and Kathy Duggan. So they like everybody, like it was all women, kind of staging it, figure you know, working for Colgate there, you know, producing the TV, commentating. So it was like a real cool 1974, like this the LPGA starting to assert itself. Um, from the beginning, the Colgate tournament tried to achieve a distinguished image. They thought, you know, that's why they brought in Dinah Shore. Uh, you know, she would 
And she also su- suggested that Hollywood types, Hollywood actors, caddy for some of the women that got vetoed. I think Colgate also wanted that too. <laughs> they wanted Hollywood if, types. I wonder if there'd be anybody pushing people around that back then calling them not true sportsmen. Yeah, right. Uh, Foster, the Colgate guy, scheduled the tournament for the week after the Masters to ingrain the date in the public's mind. Now it's the week at, before, and they got Anwa coming for their spot. Maybe the this is just the long, this is the long play. Maybe the Masters yeah, has been true. holding this grudge, saying we're going to get back true. at him one day, and this is now the time. He established you know, definite co- uh, qualifications and said about, like, the parties sound insane early in the 70s. Like, entire week for all these pro-am participants. Lavish parties that would have impressed Jay Gatsby. It invites select group of its suppliers and customers. Uh, does everything for them, but teach them how to brush their teeth. Uh, battalion of chefs compete in exotic categories as ice sculpture. One night, the centerpieces had goldfish swimming in them. The winner's circle. The pro-am had a rule that no one with a more than 16 handicap could play in it, Early those early day pro-ams. So you had to be not a total chop. Allegedly, David Rockefeller of the famed Rockefellers was denied a spot in the pro-am because he was a 17 oh. handicap. So they Man. tried to make it like not a total shit show for the women having to play with horrible players. They, um, there's so much 18. They nicknamed ghouls corner. Cause it was so hard. It was five seventy, almost always into the wind water, you know, all around it. It's called ghouls corner. Maybe a, a precursor to the devil's elbow at, uh, Punta Cana. Uh, what's crazy is reading all these gamers early. It seemed like the wind was going nuts. All it blowing crushing them they talk about playing 40 50 miles an hour it's just being miserable and awful i don't feel like i have many memories of that in recent years but every every game i read had that windy in palm springs this here's the anecdote on that shelly hamlin it was a horrible day for golf said shelly hamlin who went to the practice tee before a round and said i give up after walking off the practice tee she shot 92 donna young Made the turn in the clubhouse into the wind, into this terrible wind. She bogeyed the final five holes. It was ridiculous. You'd put the ball and it would go up to the hole and the wind would blow it back two, eight, two inches. Judy Rankin was always uh, in contention early. Her husband, Yippie, was named Yippie Rankin. And I guess McDermott did not write fondly of Yippie, saying like she, he was just sort of manic and jumping around and would probably... You know, Rankin was, I guess, at that point, infamous for kind of, you know, blowing up at inopportune times. And McDermott was sort of blaming her husband, Yippie Rankin, who said she'll never win a big golf tournament because she can't putt. It's her husband, Caddy, saying that about her to the press. Not great. Not great. Uh, Let's get on with it here. 1982. So this is now, we're 10 years on, not yet a major. 83 was when it gets flipped into a major. Interesting. Uh, Who flipped it? I don't know. I think they had come to love it so much. Um, it is their masters. I think this is Sarah Pileggi in SI as well. It is their masters without portfolio. They wouldn't consider skipping it, and they would kill to win it. They lie awake in the dark thinking about it. Jan Stevenson claims she cried herself sick the year she had to sit it out. Last week, last week when Carner, Joanne Carner, was asked what was special about the tournament for her, she grinned and said money. But Carner would give an eye tooth and her Honda trailed 90, I assume that's a car, to win it and not for its $45,000 first prize alone. So even 10 years in, they all want to go. It's considered, it's not yet a major, but the D- Dinah Shore, they said, is the player's favorite, even if it's not yet designated a major. It is without equal on their calendar. And this is like... An example, you know, we rip on the players for just throwing money, making like trying to manufacture a major by throwing money. That kind of, this existed on the LPGA. There was an opportunity for that to happen. Colgate obviously helped with it earliest on. So Foster, Foster got booted out. He lost his, lost his job. Finally um, lost LPGA. Him. Finally got him. He was unseated in 1979. Um, 
And Colgate's commitment withered and died. And then Nabisco steps in, started paid between five and six million uh, for the tournament and all the, they wanted to keep the parties and all that going all week long and did the 700 million coupons in, uh, you know, do you think they bartered? Do you think it was all cash or do you think they bartered with some free, uh, free chips? Coupons? Nabisco. (laughs) Free products. I think it was, well, you accept free products in lieu of sponsorship dollars. I think it was probably, had some all cash. I don't think the chips got it done. Now 83, it's flipped into a major. Amy Alcott wins it. Um, I thought this was funny. This is good writing. Amy Alcott, who was allegedly working at a sandwich shop in the offseason in Los Angeles in Westwood, but then winning, kicking ass on the LPGA during the season. She said she mimicked her dog McTavish, a somewhat arrogant Scottish terrier. How does a dog get arrogant? He knows he's as good as anybody, she says. He struts his stuff. There's always as much happening off the course of the dinosaur as on it. And this year brought an announcement of note. Nancy Lopez revealed that she was pregnant. There were, this is funny. And there were aerobics by Astrid, the early morning workout for the spouses back at the spa hotel. Plus Harpo, a clown with a lime green fright wig who never talks. And Mr. Peanut, a Nabisco shill, who walked around the grounds and also never speaks. So they've got these mascots walking around. Rumor has it that Harpo and Mr. Peanut were one and the same because they never appeared together. But one day Harpo emerged from the phone booth to deny it, emphatically wagging his green head no. Apparently this SI article is trying to figure out if Harpo and Mr. Peanut were the same people, never talking. The tournament also had a first, 1983, it's now a major. On Easter Sunday, sunrise service conducted alongside the 18th green. It was advertised on television at some 2,000 people, many more than were expected because it was advertised on TV. Two grand, 2,000 people showed up at 6.30 a.m. for Easter Sunday church at the 18th green. A continental breakfast was offered, but supplies ran short. Then, in the spirit of the occasion, a truck with provisions arrived in the nick of time, and the multitudes were fed. That's insane. In the spirit of the occasion, a truck with provision arrived, and the multitudes were fed. So, so you got Mr. Peanut walking around, Easter Sunday service, continental breakfast, advertised on TV. It's a major. Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday this uh, year? They should do that. They should do Bring that. Bring it back. So, a tip of the hat to their history. So that went a lot of de- different directions. I was I was thinking about doing Jane Blaylock. I just wanted to kind of bring some context to some fun stories that first decade, before it was a major, how it became on tour, then how it became a major, and like what it meant for that money to be put up at that time, and how by 10 years in, every woman was like, this is a tournament without equal. We need to be here. We wouldn't miss it. I thought it was interesting to then hear like Michelle Wee and others say like it's their favorite uh, again now some fifty years later it's fiftieth anniversary. Hey, can so. I contribute with some Poppy's Pond uh, info? Oh yes, please. I I thought about doing just a, a flashback on Poppy's Pond, but give us some Poppy's Pond info. There's zero snakes in Poppy's Pond. <laughs> people, like many people have messaged me that they're likely turtles or things of that nature. It's a pool. Possibly turtles. No turtles. Several people have messaged us. Me too, saying maybe an occasional duck or goose gets land, you know, mistakenly lands in it. I it's heard a pool. Turtle, I heard turtles from some people. I believe that. Okay. All right. Um, in its current form, Poppy's Pond is literally a pool that has chlorinated. <laughs> yes. Back in the day, it was originally when it was a- the craft Nabisco. It was an extension of an actual pond slash moat. <laughs> Circa 2001 to 2006. And it wasn't treated with the typical cocktail of chemicals you'd find at a high-end private country club. I've seen champions be given their robe after their leap only to break out in rashes in the following hours. 
Yeah, so it, it was not treated with the chemicals, huh? So, Seen rashes so alleged, from the allegedly, jump? allegedly. One of the problems with the poppy spot jump in the in its history was that you get bad rash when you jumped in the pond. So then they made it a chlorinated pool, yeah. right? Elcott was the first one, 1988, to do it. And then it became like a, a real thing in 94, the leap, the jump. So I mean, um, Apparently, the, uh, snakes are very, very rare in the Coachella Valley, allegedly. Okay, allegedly. In 1998, this is from Wikipedia, Pat Hurst waded in only up to her knees as she could not swim. So now it becomes a hazard, this tradition. Dangerous. Well, the one guy, That's like a, Curtis Leg, right? The cat. Yeah, yeah. The caddy or a dad, somebody. So. That's some A&A inspiration flashbacks, some facts, some history, all brought to you by Precision Pro. Shotgun 20, $20 off. All right. That's it. This is an hour on Friday. Wandering. You got a pimento cheese recipe. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the golf. We'll be back Monday, and I'm told it will be Masters Week.